scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the trolls, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down as the Buffalo Bills get uh, thrown down. The old Tennessee tea bag, uh, the Tennessee Titans throttle of the Buffalo Bills, 42-16, and uh, it really was a Tennessee tea bag as Josh Norman uh, got gift. Uh, you can't say uh, posterized anymore because, I don't you know, posters don't really exist. The only posters you see are like old Led Zeppelin posters and old uh, rock shops. And old rock shops are actually pretty cool. Uh, but does anybody really have posters on their wall anymore? No, no, you got uh, you got, uh, you got got gift, <laughs> I believe, that would be the proper term. But, yeah, yeah, Derek, Derek Henry is usually good for like a wicked stiff arm a year. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty wicked stiff arm. Uh, I think Norman is still rolling right now down the field right now. Uh, somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee, 42-16 is the final score. The Los Angeles Dodgers scored a bunch of runs late. Uh, the Dodgers were getting uh, throttled as well. Uh, Dodgers end up losing 8-7. Their backs are now against the wall. Uh, you know, I guess it's not a must-win situation until it's literally a must-win situation. But, yeah, yeah, when you're down 2 nothing to a team, that's won seven baseball games in a row in the playoffs, and the Atlanta Braves are just the fourth team in baseball history to start the playoffs with a 7-0 record. The Braves are smoking a hot right now. The Dodgers better step up and stop the bleeding. We're going to break down. Uh, we'll take a look at it. We're going to break down game three, game four uh, as well. Man, Tampa and Houston seemingly played forever. and I, you know, That game just took forever, uh, but when it's all uh, said and done, 5-2 final score, Tampa Bay, one win away from the World Series. And I'll tell you right now, uh, if you, you, know, you, think, um, you think television executives uh, want a Tampa Atlanta, <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess they can spin like some sort of, uh, I don't know, Georgia-Florida rivalry, Georgia-Florida football. Eh? It's the biggest outdoor cocktail party for baseball or something like that. But like really, other than degenerate, first off, the Tampa Bay Rays don't have any fans. All right. Uh, the Braves do have fans, but anyone outside of Atlanta or anyone that doesn't have money on these games really are going to give like two craps about the World Series if it is the Braves and the Rays. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports Rage. Late night, I am Renzi, level two. Let's do this thing. A lot of stuff uh, to break down, including the Tennessee Titans uh, teabag special uh, tonight as uh, the Buffalo Bills get punched in the mouth. Uh, I guess the best way of putting it is the Buffalo Bills got stiff-armed tonight. And, uh, you know, we had Steve Merrill on with us uh, earlier at level one. Uh, of the show, and you know, as he brought up the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, there was an early interception 
uh, in the game. And, um, you know, it was a tip pass. And next thing you knew, Tennessee scored right away. 16-yard touchdown pass from Tannehill to, uh, to A.J. Brown. So, you know, they were off and running. And you could just sort of see early that the Buffalo Bills were out of sync. Uh, a million penalties. We actually won a prop. Uh, we played a prop. We don't often play this prop, but we played a prop tonight, 10 and a half penalties. I thought it was going to be a sloppy game uh, this evening, and I thought it would be a chippy game, actually, uh, with some late hits and, you know, it was some, you know, very active sort of game, and it was. There was a million penalties in a game. That was one of our wins, over 10 and a half penalties. That's definitely a prop that we'll take a look at uh, moving forward, but obviously we're going to have to pick our spots. Uh, for that, you can't just blindly start playing every game, uh, the penalty uh, prop. So, listen, as I stated uh, earlier, a lot is going to be made about the Buffalo Bills. People love to hate on Josh Allen. You notice, like with Josh Allen, people are very slow to give Josh Allen credit when he does well. And Josh Allen had 12 touchdown passes and one interception coming into tonight. So, they, he was doing pretty damn well, all right? Josh Allen was playing some uh, elite football, and if not for Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, you could say he's playing the best football in the NFL out of any quarterback, okay? Um, yet, the accolades were very slow from, from his critics, yet the second he has a bad game, and then, of course, oh, I told you Josh Allen sucks, right? It kind of gets old, but I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Society has never been stupider uh, than they are right now. So, you know, I've heard there's a good expression, you know, don't worry about criticism from anybody that you don't respect. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? If you respect somebody and they criticize you, that, yeah, it sucks. But um, if you don't, then, you know what I mean? It's it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like who cares? But much is going to be made about Josh Allen. But Josh Allen didn't play well tonight. Let's just be real. Josh Allen was not just didn't play well. Josh Allen was bad. Uh, tonight, but Josh Allen was, you know, you got 53 guys on the Buffalo Bills, and how many of them were bad tonight? I don't know, probably about, I don't know, 48 of them, 50 of them, a couple of guys made plays, Stephon Diggs made plays, Stephon Diggs was pretty good, Stephon Diggs did his thing, you can't really blame Diggs, but, like, just as a whole, like, the Buffalo Bills were terrible, you know, like, really bad, though. Like, really, just like, they, they look like the New York Jets. Like, you name it, they they were bad at it. Like, special teams, they fumbled a kickoff. Uh, they fumbled the, the kickoff late in the football game. Special teams, bad. Uh, ground, the ground game was bad. Josh Allen was bad. Uh, the offensive line kept jumping around and moving and stuff, bad. The, the defensive line jumping offside on, like, third and, you know, fives and stuff, just bad. The secondary was terrible. You know, like, who wasn't? So, Josh Allen will take the heat. That's the thing. Josh Allen won't get credit when they win, but when they lose, he'll take the, he has to take the heat. It is what it is. But no one expected the Buffalo Bills to go 16-0. and All right? And now let's, let's look at the winning side here in which the Tennessee Titans. Now, no excuses because they both played, you know, they, they played on the same field. They used the same ball, right? I'm not a big excuse guy. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know if the game would have been the same if, like, everything didn't happen. Like, if you're the Buffalo Bills, like, if you're the Tennessee Titans, and, like, I'm kicking myself for just, like, not knowing this and, like, staying off the game and only just betting on the Bills on a teaser. You know, that's what I do if I don't think they're going to win. But 
much was made about the Tennessee Titans not practicing. I thought that was overrated, and I brought that up before the game tonight. Yet, honestly, the Titans had a big advantage. The game was in Tennessee. The Bills had to travel. But where the Tennessee Titans had an advantage was they weren't game planning for two teams. All right? I was irate, and I went on a rampage about this last week. And I knew this was going to happen, and I'm pissed off at myself for betting on it because I walked right into it. The old Tennessee tea bag. I might as well have been giving Peyton Manning a massage. So, yeah, I knew it. You know what I mean? The Tennessee Titans, yeah, yeah, they're not practicing, whatever. You know they probably were illegally anyways. These guys don't listen anyways. But the Titans knew they were playing the Buffalo Bills. Right? The Titans knew. We're playing the Buffalo Bills or we're not playing. The Buffalo Bills were told, well, you're going to play the Titans on Tuesday, but we'll let you know on Sunday or Saturday, because if not, you're going to play the Chiefs on Thursday. Like, yeah, yeah, that that put the Bills in a fair situation, right? I saw this coming. The old screw job, the old sports trade screw job. What, what do you call it? The old Joan Collins special. That's, you know, that, that's what the Buffalo Bills got. The old Joan Collins special. And, you know, it happened. So the Tennessee Titans were only planning to play the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, well, we might play the Chiefs. We might play the Titans. It's a tough spot to be put in, but whatever. Roger Goodell hates the Buffalo Bills. He doesn't care about the Bills. And it's weird because Roger Goodell grew up going to Buffalo Bill games. Maybe that's why he hates them. Probably That's probably why, actually. It makes sense. He's scarred. That's why he hates the Bills. But, yeah, the Bills' schedule always sucks. They're, like they're, You know what I mean? They're, they're, the Bills are always put. I'm not saying the Bills are the only team to get screwed in the NFL. But they're right up there. They're they're right up there. It's just easy. Let's screw Buffalo. Let's give Buffalo. Uh, you know, let's let's make let's. Well, you know what? What are we gonna do? Well, let's just screw Buffalo over here because nobody cares about the Bills, right? Ha 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 ha. Yeah, that's just the way that it is. But the the Tennessee the Tennessee Titans. All right, the Tennessee Titans are a damn good football team. Like, so, like, you know, if you're a Buffalo Bills, eh, whatever. I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. I'm I'm upset that I bet on it. But other than that, I'm not upset in a big picture about the Bills. I'm not worried about the Bills. It's like not one of those deals. And if anything, actually, it's actually good. It's one of those deals. Like, I don't like it for my bet. I would have rather won the teaser, at least. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm not saying I'm happy they lost 42-16. But the fact is, it's a lot like college basketball teams. You know, it's a lot like college basketball team. You know, like when they're undefeated and stuff, and like they're like twenty-seven and zero, and you know, then they'll, they they get to the conference tournament and they lose, and the coach is actually happy. The coach will actually be happy that they lost, because you know it's the old, you guys weren't as good as you thought you were. All right. We're not as good as we thought we were. And that's if I was McDermott, that's sort of what I would pull. I wouldn't be nice to them after this. Like, if that was an embarrassment tonight. So the thing is, you can't really be too hard on them because it's a pandemic and they're playing the Chiefs again. Like, in a, you know what I mean? It's an unorthodox situation in which they're playing the Chiefs in six days now. So, but I'm just stating, it's one of those, you know, we're not as good as we thought we were. You guys aren't as good as you thought you were. Back to uh, back to the drawing board. Back to basics here, and that includes the coaching staff, though. That includes the coaching staff. 
I said it early. We were watching it. We were, we were on live during a game earlier on in-game live, and I brought it up early. I said, why are the Bills keep lining up with no no running backs in the back uh, here? Like empty back set after empty back set early in the football game. And it's like, guys, you're kind of telegraphing here when you don't have a damn running back in the backfield that you're going to throw the football. All right? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I got I to gotta tell you, like, there's the Buffalo Bills. Play calling was bad, and the defensive schemes are terrible. You got it. What's this two linebacker crap you're doing? No tricks late night. Break it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bet it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gabriel Morenci. Level 2 continues. Shout out to our main man, Yang. Master control, Midtown and Manhattan getting a job done here uh, this evening. Doing a better job uh, than the Buffalo Bills defense uh, has done. And, you know, as I was saying going into the break, you know, I, listen, I don't pretend like um, like everybody on the internet to know everything. So I don't know. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a defensive coordinator, right? I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'd be a good play caller. <laughs> I'd be a good offensive coordinator. But I'm not an offensive coordinator. So I don't know the reasons and I don't know the scheme as to why or the personnel decision that they make as to why what the Buffalo Bills are doing on defense. But the Buffalo Bills, and we should note too, right? The Buffalo Bills did not have their best offensive player tonight. And there's no excuses. Like I said, the, the Titans were without a lot of guys. The Bills were without a lot of guys. The Bills were without their best defensive back and their number two wide receivers. It didn't help, you know. But it is what it is. No excuses. It's part of you know. I I never you you can't use ex- injuries as an excuse in sports because your team's going to have injuries at some point. Other teams going to have injuries. It just it goes around and comes around. It just is what it is. You got to deal with it. But the Buffalo Bills, as we know have had a great defense over the last couple of years. And a lot of people thought it was potentially the best defense in the NFL. And if not the best defense, at least no argument, it was a top five defense. Yet this year, they're not a top five defense. They're like a middle-of-the-road defense. All right? And tonight, they weren't middle-of-the-road. They were bad. And there's a common pattern here. And, you know, like I said, Trey White didn't play. But still, I don't think like if the – I'm not saying if Trey White would have played tonight, the Bills would have won. I don't think they would have. Um, they wouldn't have. You know, Tennessee were the better team. It just is what it is. But I don't understand the the two linebacker scheme. I got I got to get someone on to talk about this because it's driving me crazy. I don't understand. Like, what teams use two linebackers? I don't. I don't get it. And the thing is, it's not working. <laughs> like that's the whole point. It's not working. Like I, I don't know what. Like they didn't used to do this. I get it. They're going to say, well, it's because of injuries. 
But it's not just because of injuries. That's what there's backups for. So, like, the middle of the field is wide open all the time. They're getting killed on these slants. Tight ends are eating them up and murdering them in this scheme. I don't get it. And it's almost like they're trying to funnel stuff into the middle of the field and not get beat deep down, like, the, the sidelines. Yet, they're getting beat everywhere like this. I don't get it. Like, I don't, they're not getting any pressure on a quarterback at all. It's just, it's frustrating to watch. Like, it's one thing if, you know, the other team is successful, but it's another thing when you just, you're running these weird schemes that aren't working. And that's the thing. Like, the Buffalo Bills coaching staff is so good, right? So, like, Josh Allen wasn't good. The offense wasn't good. The defense wasn't good. The coaches weren't good. It's just one of those everybody sucked, right? I don't understand the play calling. I don't understand why, you know, you kept on having these empty back sets all the time, you know, on, on early downs. You were just letting Tennessee know that you were going to throw the football. You know, Josh Allen was off. The defensive scheme sucked. You know, the play calling on offense was bad. Like, it just everything was just off. Just off. It is, it is what it is. But you have to give credit to the Tennessee Titans. And... I want to talk about Ryan Tannehill a little bit because this is one thing. I'm not always right about quarterbacks. I'm more right than I've been wrong, but I've been wrong. As anyone who knows, has been listening to me a long time, and we have to go, well, you're going back a ways here, so the old school listeners know, but I thought Kyle Bowler was going to be a great quarterback, all right? <laughs> but when you say Kyle Bowler's name, you make sure you, you, you say Super Bowl champion, right? Kyle Bowler, Super Bowl champion, baby. Um, but I thought Kyle Bowler, I thought Jamarcus Russell would be good. Again, I mean, but there's other guys that uh, I also like was way in on. Like as a Buffalo Bill fan, I'm on, you know, the Twitter, the, the, the tweets are still out there. Like Russell Wilson. I remember me and Brian Blessing, uh, Las Vegas talk show host, Brian Blessing, um, big guys from Buffalo used to do Buffalo games and stuff. But uh, me and Blessing at the time were like, you got to draft Russell Wilson. You got to draft Russell Wilson. I was big on saying you got to draft Deshaun Watson. You got to draft Deshaun Watson. Uh, They did. And I did not know about Mahomes. The Bills traded that pick to the Chiefs, too. I didn't know Mahomes was going to be that good. Nobody really did. The only person that did was Andy Reid and and, and, and the Chiefs. No one else traded up for him. No one else wanted him. I watched Mahomes at Texas Tech, too, that year a lot. And. He was good. I thought he was an NFL sort of. I thought he was. You know, I didn't see it. You know, I thought, yeah, he's got a chance. Man, was he gonna be a backup in the NFL? <laughs> Go show how bad I am. I remember they compared him to Brett Favre. I'm like, what are you guys crazy? Yeah, this guy. I'm like the guy Texas Tech. Brett Favre. What are you? And the thing is, Texas Tech were that bad. I remember they were, they were like four and seven all the time and stuff. But I used to bet their overs. I used to watch a lot of Texas. I watched Big Twelve. I don't watch it all, but. I bet on a lot of overs, like those high totals. So I just watched that year. I watched Mahomes all the time, and I didn't see him as like the future best quarterback of all time. I'll tell you that. So anyways, but Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. This guy's good, and he's not just good. He's very good. All right? The guy's a great athlete. He's making great decisions in the pocket. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's got zip on the football. Um, he's very athletic. He can take off and run, as we've seen. Uh, it's taken a little while for Tannehill to develop into into this elite quarterback that he's developed into right now, but he's an elite quarterback right now. 
you know, there's a lot of elite quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a lot of elite quarterback play going on right now. You know, Russell Wilson is just super crazy good. Aaron Rodgers is, like, playing amazing football right now. Uh, Mahomes isn't really having a great year. Mahomes is, yeah, he's hit or miss. He's okay. He's better than okay, but you know what I mean? But this, this, going, this goes back to last year. And how many people out there laughed when Tannehill got all the money? Or number one, how many people laughed when Tannehill got signed to Tennessee? Number two, how many people laughed when Tannehill became the starter? Um, all right, number three, how many people um, laugh when they gave Tannehill all the money? Said, oh, oh, that's crazy. They gave Tannehill money. They gave Tannehill all this money because, uh, but, you know, he had one, you know, a couple of good games. Well, Tannehill has played in 20 games now. He's played in 20 games for the Tennessee Titans. All right, he started 20 games. He's 16 and four. He's 16 and four. All right, Ryan Tannehill is a winning quarterback. And by definition, you know why Ryan Tannehill is a winning quarterback? Because Ryan Tannehill has a winning record as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Think about that. Think about that. Ryan Tannehill has a, a winning record as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Tannehill has a 53-49 and 49 record. He's four games over 500. Now think about think about the bad Miami teams. He played with Adam Gase, man. It was just his, his situation, his surroundings, and and you know anyone who doesn't know whatever you know. I know a lot of like uh, people don't care about what happened in the past, and they don't know anything about anything besides what happened in the last twenty four hours, if that, or I should say twenty four minutes. Uh, but you got to understand where Ryan Tannehill is. He wasn't. Um, Ryan Tannehill wasn't, he wasn't a quarterback, right? He was a wide receiver on the Texas A&M Aggies. He was a wide receiver. They made him a quarterback like midseason due to injuries, and he had played quarterback in like high school, and you know what I mean? But he was not like a quarterback quarterback. They, there was a reason why he was the wide receiver, okay? So he was a wide receiver. They make him a quarterback, and he's just one of these guys that's a wicked athlete, you know what I mean? Star, star at all sports in high school type of guy. And that's why they're like, all right, make him. He can do anything. Make him the quarterback. And he becomes the quarterback. People see his arm, and they're like, oh, my God, look at this guy's arm. Like, when, when Tannehill was on, his arm was like, wow. It was like a baseball pitcher, these fastballs. You know what I mean? So they love Tannehill. Mike Sherman was the coach at Texas A&M, ends up with the Miami Dolphins. So they draft him seven. He never should have been drafted that high. That was the whole thing with Tannehill. He wasn't ready. He was totally raw. He wasn't a quarterback. Then, hey, look at everybody else with Adam Gase. And we'll get to the Lev Bell situation. But I'm just saying, you look at Tannehill, and the guy's a winner. All right? The guy just wins football games. That's that. He just wins football games. And, you know, you, you, can't, you can't say otherwise. The numbers speak for themselves. You know, the, the numbers speak for themselves. It really is amazing. People don't realize it. They don't want to acknowledge it. It is what it is. But sometimes, some, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. And so, as I stated, Ryan Tannehill is 16, 16 and 4 with the Titans. Uh, with the Dolphins, in the last two years he was with the Dolphins, he was 13 and 11. 
You look at Ryan Tannehill's records, eight and five with the Dolphins, five and six with the Dolphins. He got hurt. Seven and three with the Titans last year, four and all right now, two and one in the playoffs last year. Um, you know, Tannehill wins football games, man. All right. He's a very capable quarterback. And if you give him weapons to work with and you put him in a good system, then suddenly, you know what you have? You have yourself a 4-0 football team. And trust me, there were a couple of plays tonight that really pissed me off because the Bills had him and stuff, and he's just good, man. He's smart. He rolled out. He's fast enough to get away from people. He can throw it quickly on a dime. You know what I mean? He can, he can throw like a fastball to get it in there before the DB can swat it down. He's a load to deal with, and... Look, Derrick Henry got touchdowns tonight, but anyone who watched a football game knows the Bills shut Derrick Henry down. And people think, oh, the Titans are just Derrick Henry. They're not. They can win without Derrick Henry. They can win with Brian Tannehill. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. What's the dumbest bet I ever heard of? I disagree. I disagree. Ah, I think Francesca was right. That was bad I, he ever heard of. <laughs> Mike was right. Sports rage late night. People don't say that often uh, about uh, Francesca, but uh, he, he was right about that. Dumbest bet ever. Buffalo Bills laying the points. Uh, I'll never forget uh, the Teflon Don. The Teflon Don, John Gotti. Uh, when he was finally uh, found, he was finally found guilty, and he was being sent away uh, to, to for for life. It was when the Buffalo Bills were playing uh, the Washington Football Team, <laughs> in the uh, the Washington uh, Football Team in the Super Bowl, and uh, they asked John John Gotti, of course, like to bet on football, and John Gotti said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Bills, Bills are a lock. Take take the Bills," <laughs> and you know, we all know what happened in that game. So, yeah, the Bills have been costing uh, people money for a long time. Um, but, uh, hey, it is what it is. We were just talking about how good Ryan Tannehill is. And the Tennessee Titans are a good football team, all right? I'll tell you what, the AFC playoffs are going to be off the hook. The AFC playoffs are going to be off the hook this year. Like, there's some good teams, man. There's some good teams right now in, in the AFC and it's going to be a battle. People are going to panic and overreact all the time. Like, oh, the Bills, the Bills suck, and the Bills, whatever. Like, whatever. Do the Chiefs suck because they lost to the Raiders? Do the Chiefs suck because they lost to the Raiders? The Chiefs have had their hands full almost in every game against everybody. Chiefs had their hands full against the Patriots with Hoyer. Do they suck? You know, do the Ravens suck because they lost the game? Right? You know what I mean? Like, it, guys. <laughs> like, 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 you know, who's gone undefeated, people? There's a reason why the Miami Dolphins, they, you know, still celebrate every year. Like, God, people are stupid. Uh, but that's, you know what? That's why, you know, we're pretty successful in the NFL. We were 8-5 and five tonight in this game. Doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. Trust me. I'm not happy about it. I'm, I'm, I'm upset I bet on the Bills. Even though I'm a Bills fan, I should have known better. Should have, could have, would have. I should have hammered the over. I knew the game was going to go over. 
I ended up jumping on the end game over, so we did get a win there. We actually killed the props. The props were good. You know, I went too big, though, on the Bills. My fandom got me. But there's some good teams. And don't kid yourself either. The the Patriots, you know, the Patriots are going to be a load to deal with. As long as the Patriots have Cam Newton at the quarterback position, the Patriots are going to be a load to deal with. It's not going to, the Bills aren't running away with this division. It's going to be a battle still. But the Bills are a good football team. The Pittsburgh Steelers are, I mean, look, the AFC North, man, they're all good except the Bengals. Pittsburgh Steelers are 4-0. Baltimore Ravens are 4-1. Cleveland Browns are 4-1. All right, the Tennessee Titans are now 4-0. The Colts are 3-2. The Chiefs are 4-1. The Raiders are 3-2. Like, it's not normally this deep. It isn't normally. Normally, it's like, ah, there's a couple of teams, but normally it's not this deep. Like, any one of these teams could beat each other. Any one of these teams could beat each other. The, you know, the Tennessee Titans could beat anybody, all right? The Tennessee Titans could beat the Steelers. They could beat the Ravens. Uh, they could beat the Chiefs. They could beat They could beat the Bills, as we just saw. They could beat the Patriots. Um, the Buffalo Bills can beat anybody as well. Although, I think the Titans are, and I'm a Bills fan, but I think the Titans are a better team. I just think, you know, if you look at the Titans, the Titans have just been doing it for longer. You know what I mean? They're both, they're both, they're both really good, but the Titans, you know, the Titans have Derrick Henry. The Titans have Tannehill. The Titans have a bunch of stud wide receivers. Like the Bills and the Titans are built very similarly, except you have to sort of give the nod to the Titans right now. You know, like I said, Derrick Henry, the offensive line, you know, like how do you not? I mean, the fact is, you look at the Titans. The Titans have won playoff games in the last couple of years. The Bills haven't. That's the thing. The Bills are on the, you know, the Bills are on the rise, but that's what I'm saying. The Titans are kind of already there. You know, the Titans, the Titans don't get considered in the same conversation with Baltimore. They're not considered in the same conversation with Kansas City. Oh, when people talk about the AFC, people talk about Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know. Tennessee aren't flashy or sexy to people for one reason or another even though their numbers actually are. Like last year, Ryan Tannehill was one of the most productive quarterbacks in the NFL. He put up massive numbers, man. And people just didn't recognize it. And it's the same thing. Like they, it's amazing. Like if there's a narrative or there's a perception of you, how stupid people are to like, they just don't want to admit they're wrong. You know, they don't want to admit they're wrong. I'll gladly admit I'm wrong because I'd rather I'd rather realize that I made a mistake with the team and start betting on them than being stubborn, right? Or against a you know, in whatever fashion. If if you don't adapt and you don't admit you're wrong, you're gonna repeat your same mistakes over. And I still make mistakes, but I gotta tell you, we've been on a hell of a run recently. That's why I'm upset tonight. Because we've been on a great run, and I've been very good with money management. And that's, you know, that's you know I think this will be the lesson right now in the late night hours. We've said this before, but we're going to say it again just to repeat for people. And it's, you know, it's almost a, um, it's almost a speech for myself. It's like the Bills need a speech. We need a speech. We all need a speech uh, now, except for Steve Merrill. <laughs> Steve Merrill was smart enough to be on Tennessee. Um should have known we were doomed, man, when me, Cam, and Donnie Wrightside were all on the Bills. But I've been I've had a great football season. You know what? We're five weeks in. I stumbled tonight. 
The baseball didn't help me either. It was just one of those nights tonight. It is what it is. Yet, I did great with the props. And tonight was one of those weird nights where my account doesn't reflect my record. Like, I shouldn't have lost money. And I did because of bad money management tonight. And I've been very good with money management through five weeks of the NFL season, which I've been very consistent. I don't get carried away that one game is bigger than another. I'll bet bigger on some games, but I don't get, like, carried away. I got sort of caught up in a moment on the air today before the game. You know, I became a fan. I was just having fun. I ended up just, you know, putting in a few too many plays. But we've said it before. I'm going to say it again. And I was thinking about it, too, because I, I was like, the other night, I was like, wow. I was like, man, you're really, you've really been nailing it. You're winning all the, you know, it's almost like every night. You don't win, you know, a ton of money every day, but, you know, it's been a nice run of, all right, 200, 400, you know, 600, 180, whatever, just sort of. And then it's like, oh, I lost tonight. And then, boom, the next day I come right back. And that's something we'll bring up to Bill Walsh, the great coach, San Francisco 49ers, one of the greatest architects and greatest coaches of all time in the National Football League history. They used to tell the Niners all the time this. Like he like they said that Bill they said Bill was never he was like a perfectionist and you get mad about mistakes and stuff. But they said like they asked, What was Bill like after losses? Like in practice that week and stuff. And he said, Ah, he was very chill. They said Bill Walsh would be very chill. But um they said he'd always tell us he wouldn't get mad if we lost one game in a row, but he said it's unacceptable to lose two in a row. Right. And he said, you, he goes, I don't mind losing one game, but he goes, losing streaks, we don't accept here. So, and, and it's the same thing with betting. You know, you lose, don't panic. You put the fire out the next day, you know, and sometimes it might take a couple of days to get back one day's damage. It is what it is. Right. But it's just reality. I've always said, unless you're going to stop, unless you're going to quit gambling, like, don't cry about it. Just suck it up and deal with it and you move on. But, I've been doing well, and I've always been a good handicapper, but I always haven't been a good gambler. And there's a, there's a difference, all right? Like, there, there really is. Like, are you a pro gambler or are you a handicapper? Like, what are you? And gambling is, is hard, all right? Like, picking the winners is kind of like half the battle only. And, like... You know, you can pick winners, but it doesn't mean you're going to make money automatically just because you're picking winners. Like you have to, you have to be smart. And, you know, that's why a lot of the successful people in this industry now, you know, in the DFS world and now in the handicapping world as well, a lot of these guys are like the call. Look, look at a guy like Whale Capper. You know, Will Capper, like, you know, the guy's got a degree in, like, earthquakes and seismology and whatever, right? But, you know, from Duke University. The guy's a Duke grad, yet he spends his time betting sports. But he understands spreadsheets. He understands risk management. He understands stuff like that that the gambler from the pool hall doesn't get, right? Like, you know, look at Drew Denkmeyer. Like, you sort of look at sort of the, you know, the the geekier sort of the Ivy Leaguers and the big-time university guys. You can sort of laugh and say, oh, I, you know, whatever. You know, I, I didn't go to an Ivy League school. Yeah, well, you know, but, you know, they teach more than, um, you know, they, they, they teach more than just law at these places. Like I said, these people understand certain concepts that we 
sort of as street gamblers don't, you know, or will throw caution to the wind, right? You know, betting a percentage of your bankroll. How many people think about that? I don't. I'm, you know, I'm just, I go all in every night pretty much. It's a dangerous way to live. But, you know, you'll see um, people, you know, all right, bet 2% of your bankroll, 1% of your bankroll. You know, I, I remember telling someone, they asked me, what do I bet in my bankroll a night? I said, I don't know, 25, 50%. <laughs> and said, uh, and I said, 100%. And I've been, I've been good recently, actually. I've been good recently of like, you know what I mean? If I have, if I have a thousand, if I have 2000 in the account, I'll risk a thousand. Like I don't, I don't bet now. I haven't been betting by how much money I have in the account. I've been betting the same amount of money on games, but that's the way to go. That's the moral of this story. Bet the same amount. All right. And it doesn't mean you have to bet the same amount on every bet you make, but have a same pattern that you stick to. You know what I mean? Say, all right, I'm betting a hundred bucks on these games that I, I kind of like, but you know, if there's another game, man, I really love this game. So, all right, the games that you love, the old five star, five star lock, so to speak. All right, you're putting two hundred on that, but don't like get into. Well, no, no, this one I'm going six fifty, and like, because there, you know, if you do, if you bet six fifty, always bet six fifty. But my point is, if soon as you think you know, you get careless and you sort of you break. You break the the rhythm, so it's a lot. It's the same thing as football. This stuff, right? It's like play calling, man. The, you know what I mean? Like the, the uh, you know, your bets can be off in the same way that the coaches' play calls can be off. And I talked about this earlier tonight. And this is the thing: everybody always blames the coach. Everyone always blames the players. Well, you're if you're a gambler, like if you took the Buffalo Bills tonight, you can't just blame the Bills for sucking. You suck too for taking the Bills. You were part of them sucking, right? You were you were part of them sucking. It's just it is what it is, and and you know you can't always just blame the team, the coach. Uh, it's not our, it's the referee's fault. It's it's everyone else's fault. No, you accept. What did you do wrong? You know why did you bet on it? I think people are a little too over analytical with this stuff, but um, it's good to recognize where you went wrong. Right? Why did you do what you did? And for me, it's not. It doesn't come down to like the the number stuff. Well, I did this because oh, I should have there three point five, and I did this. It's like no, you know the the. I think the real moral of the story is keep your emotions in check. Keep your emotions in check. So long story short, I'm going to remember not to load up on the bills against the Chiefs. <laughs> and all that being stated, how did the Dodgers not win Game Three? Urias goes uh, for the uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, against Wright. Must win situation. Minus a buck seventy five. Dodgers will win this game. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. We 
believe me, the warning has arrived. Thanks to Steve Merrill for joining us on the program. The quickest 120 minutes in sports. Sports Rage Late Night. The Wicked Wednesday is always uh, off the hook uh, when um, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart steps up. And then Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Bano, uh, will join us as well. We got college football uh, tomorrow night. So we got two baseball games and a college football game. I just did want to get, uh, I promise we're going to get to the Lev Bell situation a little bit. You know, this this was a marriage. I'm surprised it lasted this long. Like, basically, when you when I saw Lev Bell and Adam Gase uh, together, I was like, yeah, this is going to last about as long as a Britney Spears marriage will. And, you know, the, the thing was, the Jets wanted to make a splash on the back pages of the Post and the Daily News. In New York, they they need you know they needed someone to sell jerseys, you know like this. I lived in New York and I used to tell I would tell people I was like, man, it's only Giant jerseys and like Jet jerseys. It's like Joe Namath, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's like there's no like there is no Jet star. Like they can't sell. Like it was a problem. So it was almost like the ownership was like, all right, just sign anybody. And it was like Lev Bell was there, and they signed him. And then they hired Adam Gase. And Adam Gase basically told them, you guys are nuts that you just gave this guy all this money. And he said, I don't really, you know, I, you know, I don't really, and I don't really think he's, he's worth the money. And, and Bell knew this, like right from the onset, there was a bad relationship. So listen, Le'Veon, Lev wasn't great with the Jets, but I don't know. It, It could be an Adam Gase thing. But there's a pattern of Adam Gase just alienating the best players in a room. Look, Jamal Adams gone. Um, now Lev Bell's gone. When we when he was with the Dolphins, Jarvis Landry gone, JJ gone. There's a freaking pattern. I don't know how much longer this bozo, the clown, can have a coach um, in a job uh, in the NFL, but he does. Adam Gase has to go. Where does Lev Bell end up? Listen, the Chicago Bears are playing good football right now. They lose Tariq Cohen. They love to throw the ball to the running back. Uh, Tariq Cohen was targeted 104 times uh, last year. Perfect fit. Left out with the Bears. Uh, Kenyon Drake is struggling as well. Be a good fit with the cards. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Dodgers win tomorrow. Bring it.